When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Hard to argue that right now. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, presented by Progressive Insurance. The Packers look absolutely lost. And look, it's the Bills. It's the best team in the AFC, if not in football right now. And it's understandable, but at the same time, with a $50 million quarterback and a defense that can't stop anybody, you have to wonder where this is headed. So, for the insight, we welcome in Mark Tausch, your co-host of Will D. and Tausch on ESPN Wisconsin. Tausch, it's Carlin and uh, Canty. What's going on, brother? How are things? Uh, how are you guys doing? We're doing better than the Packers are, right? Now, let me just start here. What's happened? <laughs> okay. So what's happened is I think we all coming into this season, when I was jumped on with you guys earlier in the season, I think the thought was, all right, this offense is going to take a little bit of time. You lose Devontae Adams. You draft a couple of young players that you need to develop. And unfortunately, Alan Lazard's been injured. Randall Cobb has been injured. So the guys that Aaron's trusted in the past, you know, have not been able to stay on the field. And then Sammy Watkins has not really given you a ton of production. So this offense, while I think last night we saw a little bit when you stick with the run and turn into Aaron Jones hammering the football, the big thing for this team, the, everybody was counting on this defense to be really good, not just the run-of-the-mill good, like a top five or a top ten defense. And you have all this capital that you use on draft picks and free agents, seven first-round picks, and this run defense has not gotten any better. And I think that has been – you know, we, everybody points to Aaron Rodgers, and I totally understand that. But this this team was built a certain way, and you were hoping that it would grow in a certain way. And right now, obviously, that's not the case. Well, Tosh, who's that on, right? I mean, is it on the front office for overestimating what this defense could develop into and what those young guys would be able to do from a production standpoint at the receiver spot? Or is this on the coaching staff for not being able to develop the talent? Who's it on? Mo- Who do you hold more responsible for – the underachievement that's happened in Green Bay this year. Yeah, I mean, I think you could, like any answer. I think you could look at both sides, but but you have seven, you know, seven first round picks. You need to have impact players. And I thought the opening weekend against Minnesota, when Jair Alexander was questioning why, when Justin Jefferson is running wide open over the field, why am I not? I'm, I'm being paid top dollar to be a shutdown corner in this league, and you're not letting me go do that. So. We've seen, I think you can put a lot at the foot of Joe Barry and this defensive staff because the run defense, you're playing a lot of nickel. And the Buffalo Bills last night, they didn't want to run the football. They nope. were reluctant to run it, and they jam it down our throat for a buck sixty. And that's with, at the end of the game, throwing it around the lot because it looked like they were bored. So that has been the biggest, I guess, the Achilles heel of this defense for the two years that Joe Barry's been the coordinator. But he also, I can't let, I, I like Brian Gutekunst. I think he, had, you know, was kind of forced into trading Devontae Adams, and that's a whole other story. But you use all of this because you think, I need to improve the defensive side of the football. And you have all of these picks. 
some guys just have not lived up to it. And if you want to look at Darnell Savage in the back end last night was just not very good. His run support, he was flailing around. He didn't make any plays. So there is blame to go around, but I, I look at it, if I'm going to p- uh, pick a spot, I just think the scheme and how you're implementing using all this talent, either you don't have the talent that I think a lot of us thought that they did, or you're not using it right. And I think we're all, as Packer fans, we all hope that it can get turned around and you use it right, but you're eight games into a season and this run defense has not gotten any better. Mark Tausch, your co-host of Wilde and Tausch on ESPN Wisconsin, joining us, Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. How is Aaron, how is Aaron Rodgers viewed right now among Packer fans with the things that he's had to say this year and with his play? Yeah, I think people are down on him. Uh, I think people are down on the fact, and you know, this morning with people calling in and kind of giving the fans' reaction, it's been – you're paying him $50 million uh, a year and the whole game is to run the football and hand it off to Aaron Jones. And I think that's, you know, that is what happened last night. It was, you know, until the end of the game, you couldn't run a, the two minute was really slow. It was not well organized. So there are, I understand the complaints, but I still believe that Aaron Rodgers, when, you know, you saw a little bit of glimpses last night with the touchdown to Dobbs, you're seeing some of these young players, you hope continue to develop, but I think overall the vibe on Aaron Rodgers is down because this offense has struggled to the degree that it has. And I think we all, you know, whether it's just Goot or everybody was kind of assuming Aaron Rodgers will turn everybody in. We'll make this offense go. That has not been the case this year. Aaron Jones, when he's gotten the football a bunch has been incredibly productive, but in the passing game, it's just been way too inconsistent. And that's uh, including the offensive line, that also includes Aaron Rodgers. Talking with Mark Tarsher, co-host of Wilde and Tosh on ESPN Wisconsin. He's on Candy and Carlin. And Tosh, if the playoffs were to start today, the Packers would be on the outside looking in. So it begs the question, is the championship window closed for Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay? Well, if you're asking me today what you are, uh, man, it, it pains me to say this, but the schedule's not getting any easier. And uh, right now, this team just needs to win a game. Uh, four in a row we've lost so I don't I always am going to believe in Aaron Rodgers I've, I've played with him I you know what he can do but I don't recognize this offense and as we're sitting here watching last night there was no type of explosive plays it is a dink and dunk pound the football ground control game now if you can make a move you know, I think you're kind of grasping at straws right now, but what I do like is David Bakhtiari played a really good game last night, and if you can get Elton Jenkins back and all of a sudden you have that left side solidified, I think we're all hoping that there's this big running because a couple of years ago this team was 4-6 and six and everybody was writing off Aaron Rodgers in this offense and kind of feel that same vibe, but you had some veteran players, you had some receivers that you knew he trusted and he said, we're going to go run the table, and that's exactly what he did. So until this team is eliminated from the playoffs, and I might be naive, but until they're eliminated, I still think that they can turn it around if, if they make a couple of improvements, but his schedule's not getting any easier. And if I had to bet it today, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find a lot of people to say, yeah, this team is, is going to make the playoffs. The only thing that's holding out is there's still that bottom part of the NFC. It's top-heavy. There's still a lot of things, a lot of moving parts can happen in the last eight or nine weeks. All right, Tash, in your estimation, what do they have to do to get better by tomorrow if they can do something yeah, and think, make a move? Yeah, I, 
Yeah, I think they need to go get a wideout. And it, it, maybe it's not even, you know, there's a bunch of names out there, Claypool and, you know, Cooks. There, there's a bunch of names that get out there. I think just for the psyche of this football team and the fact that you, you if you need, you need to inject something to this team. Because right now, the identity and trying to figure out what they're good at and what they can do, you know you have Aaron Jones. And other than that, there's not a lot else. So if you can get a a wide receiver that can make a big play down the field and that you feel good about, I think that would inject a ton of enthusiasm into that locker room. And if you don't, I just worry that people are probably saying, well, even the front office doesn't believe in what's going on. I think that is what I'm kind of feeling and hearing. So hopefully Brian Gutekunst makes a big move tomorrow because I think if they stand pat and just think everything's going to improve and that this team can make a big jump forward, I think you're probably grasping a little bit. Tosh, it feels like the Vikings have the division wrapped up. They got out to a 6-1 and one start and a four-and-a-half game lead over the Green Bay Packers right now. How surprised are you at the Minnesota Vikings this season? Yeah, I'm surprised. I mean, they have a, a first-year coach, but you, you see the talent. I mean, from, a, from a, tr- a triplet standpoint, you talk Jefferson Cook, and then if you t- throw Thielen in there with Kirk Cousins and, and the new system, They've been really good, and I, their defense is better than I think what a lot of us mm-hmm. thought. They, they've kind of went through a whole revamp. So I, I am surprised, but I'm more surprised in the struggles of the Green Bay Packers. I, you kind of always think Minnesota's a good team. They'll hover around and hang in, but they have – give them a ton of credit to be 6-1 and one at this point. I did not see the Green Bay Packers being 3-5, and five, especially this was supposed to be the easy part of their schedule. It has been nothing but that, and that's what I think most of us – we figured Buffalo was going to be a tough task even before the season started. Now you're looking at the Cowboys, the Titans, and what do they love doing? They love running the football. What is this team really struggling to do? Stop the run. And I think that's why we're all kind of pausing and thinking, you know, what can this team do? They need to get better uh, at that, and they need to be more explosive on offense. And those are big questions and big answers that need to be had if they are going to turn it around. Tash, great stuff as usual, man. We appreciate it. Thanks. All right, thanks, guys. Mark Tauscher, he is co-host of Wildy and Tausch on ESPN Wisconsin. Big fella, let me say this. Outside of the division games that they got remaining, minus the Minnesota Vikings. So, I mean, the Detroit Lions, they got them twice, and they've got a game against the Chicago Bears. Outside of those games, Mm-mm. it ain't going to happen, dog. Nope. The Cowboys, Titans, Eagles, Rams, Dolphins, Vikings, it's getting late early for Green Bay. I think the horse is out of the barn already, man. Yeah, I, I think That's I think a wrap. I think they needed to trade deadline, or they needed to be earlier, or to make a move. Yeah, two weeks ago, to yeah. really have a sniff here. I, I, you know, even if they had, like I saw Peter King today was suggesting, you know, Chase Claypool for them. What, I don't, I don't think that. What, makes, what, what's that going to do for them? I don't think it makes them infinitely better. I, I think it makes them better. I don't think it makes them good enough to all of a sudden turn into a playoff team. No, I don't see it either. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, presented by Progressive Insurance. The ugliest thing from the weekend, really unfortunate situation. It came on Saturday, and there are some major ramifications coming from it. We'll tell you about it next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive 
eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Ugly situation at Michigan on Saturday between Michigan and Michigan State. In case you missed it, Jamon Green, one of two players uh, from Michigan that were assaulted by Michigan State players. Now, here, here's the setup, okay? Um, you'll remember a few weeks ago, there was a dust-up in the tunnel at Michigan between Penn State and Michigan. Yes. And Jim Harbaugh was basically blaming uh, James Franklin for, you know, instigating it to a degree. Okay. Then we have this on Saturday. So if you haven't seen the video, it's all over social media, and one Michigan player who is basically getting the daylights beaten out of him by several Michigan Jamon State Green. players. Yeah. Jamon Green. Just lay out for me what you just heard or what you just read a few minutes ago about how this went down. And I've been in this tunnel. I yeah. can give you a little perspective. So here. essentially the, the, the Michigan players were coming into the tunnel headed toward their locker room, and there was – And it's important to point out, first of all, I'm sorry – that both teams go up this tunnel to their locker rooms, and they do it at the same time. Okay. So that's part of it. Okay, so the Michigan players were going up to their locker room, and uh, a contingent of Michigan State players grabbed Jamon Green, and they were punching him in one of these side hallways off of the the main tunnel that they go to the locker room. They pulled him to the side, and they were punching on him. That's when a second Wolverine player, Jaden McBurrows, jumped in to try to get to try to help Jamon Green, and he got attacked and he got the brunt of the assault by the four Michigan State players. Carlin, the video that was put out there on social media showed Michigan State players punching, kicking, and pushing 
Jaden McBurrows. Now, I believe Jaden McBurrows' family has already come out and said they're going to press charges. They've made that statement through their lawyer. This situation is going to go beyond any discipline that the schools levy or any kind of discipline that the conference would levy. Law enforcement is involved in this investigation because we're talking about aggravated assault and in one instance aggravated assault with a deadly weapon because one of the Spartans players was wielding his helmet. So this is ESPN's Tom Van Heron. Quote, I spoke to the father of Jamon Green. Okay. The Michigan player hit in the head or hit with a helmet. He said the family is planning to press charges and take legal action on those involved. He said Jamon was struck with a helmet in the face, back, and shoulder. So just to give you um, a little picture of what this looks like and what Chris just described, it sounds like a few Michigan State players hid or hung out in an offshoot tunnel. When you walk up this tunnel in particular, which is behind one of the two benches, Okay, Mm -hmm. like literally behind. So you actually walk through the other team's bench. Yeah. There are uh, you walk up. I would say it's probably about 70 yards, 60, 70 yards. There are a couple of offshoot tunnels on the way to the side, you know, offshoot little alleys to walk through. So it sounds like these Michigan State players stayed in one of these offshoots and then grabbed the player and pulled him in. Yeah, there's no doubt in my mind that's how it went down. This yeah. was premeditated, Carl. So think about that. That's like, yeah, exactly. This was premeditated. This is not just guys scuffling. No. No, it's grab him, get him in here, and go after him. Yeah. It's ugly. Like, like think about that. That's for a second. It's a couple of things here, Chris. This is in no way excusing any of it. This is in a, it's horrible, and you have to know where the line is, but I always struggle with... Younger people who, frankly, at their age, you know, your brain's not fully developed until you're in your Mm mid-20s. You're playing an incredibly violent game, and then in the next second, don't be violent at all. And it's trust me, it's not an excuse. I mean, they're so dead wrong, and they're, they're so out of line, and I would press charges, too. But it's like that line, to me, is always very scary to begin with. And then secondly, can we talk about the tunnel thing for a second? How dumb is this? There are, first of all, there are other places that have one tunnel. And you know what they do? One team walks up, the other team waits. Hmm. And then once they go up a certain distance, the other team follows. That's all you have to do. Or, here's an idea, have a second tunnel. Other places have that. So I am not blaming Michigan for the assault. What I would say is that it's dumb to have one tunnel and have all these players walking up all at the same time. You are asking for trouble at that point. And you've only got three, four police officers on each sideline, two of them whose primary job is to protect the head coach. Coach. Yeah, You know, so you don't have a massive security force right there to stop a brawl between incredibly physically developed individuals that are in protective gear. (laughs) Like, good luck. So why can't we just do the smarter things and have one group wait or have a separate tunnel? How hard is that? And 
Well, well, let me say this, and I'm with you on all of those fronts. First of all, the fact that there is only one tunnel in the big house, and you're talking about a program in Michigan that generates well into the nine figures in revenue annually, Carlin, you you can you can make some renovations on the damn stadium to have a separate tunnel for the visiting team. That's number one. It's Second, like bottleneck traffic yeah, all trying to come in se- at the same secondly, time. Secondly, what's wrong with having one team go in first and the second team follow? What's wrong with that? Nothing. You can have security. You can have law enforcement say, okay, visiting team, you go up the tunnel first, and then the home team, Michigan, they'll stay out on the field. They'll go in second. There's nothing wrong with that part of it. Third piece of this, the NCAA, the Big Ten, they have to make a clear statement. Yeah. These kids from Michigan State, regardless of what happens with the criminal investigation and the charges and what happens with the discipline on that front, they should no longer be allowed to compete in collegiate athletics. Agreed. Now, that, but- that's the statement that we need to make just so the line is clear. This will not be accepted. This will not be tolerated. You don't get a second chance with this. Period. That's what it is. I hate taking that stance when we're talking about kids, but what we're also talking about, Carlin, is premeditated assault. And in one instance, with a deadly weapon. I, quickly, I want to hear from Harbaugh and from Mel Tucker on this. First off, here's Jim Harbaugh. There needs to be a full, thorough, timely investigation. I can't imagine that this will not result in criminal charges. The videos are uh, are uh, are bad, and um, it's clear what what transpired. It seems uh, very very open and shut. An apology will not get the job done in this instance. There should be serious consequences uh, for the the many individuals that are culpable. I completely agree with Harbaugh on all of that. Here is uh, just a piece of what Mel Tucker had to say. We're not here to make any excuses for the behaviors Saturday. They are unacceptable. We are deeply sorry. Look, it's going to be a lot more than the apology, and there are going to be charges and there are going to be lawsuits. And you know know what? I wouldn't have a problem... I wouldn't have a problem with them finding the hell out of Mel Tucker either. Absolutely this, this, not. This, this happened on your watch. These yep. yo guys. Absolutely. Hey, you brought these kids are here at this program because of you. And this is the behavior that they exhibited. Either you're coaching it that way or you're allowing it to happen. Either way, you're responsible. You have to be accountable. I hate, I hate that it has to be that way. But when these kids sign up to play at these programs, these parents are entrusting their children to this man. He's got to have some responsibility in this, too. An apology from Mel Tucker ain't going to get it done for me either. Some good news for the defending champs, but still not going to be enough. That's next, ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. 
Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? McCaffrey backwards pass to McCaffrey, and he's going to throw downfield wide open. Brandon Ayew, touchdown! San Francisco! He can Ayu, run! Ayu, he can Ayu catch! Ayu can fire! And Christian McCaffrey can throw! <laughs> I didn't catch that one earlier. Ayuk is that's, on fire. That's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That is pretty, pretty good. good. KNBR in San Francisco. It is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. We welcome in Mina Kimes, of course, ESPN NFL analyst. Let's start there, Mina. Are the 49ers clearly the best, uh, the second best team in the NFC? No, I don't think so. I, I would actually say Dallas, to me, is the second best team in the NFC just because I think um, what we saw on Sunday, which is how good their quarterback can play, uh, when he is playing at you know his highest level and how he elevates that offense, not just playing within it, but uh, making plays and creating and going above and beyond. But that said, you know I've definitely put the Niners next. Uh, we know how good that defense is; they've been sensational all year, except for the Kansas City game. And I think you saw the piece that sort of the element rather that Christian McCaffrey adds, which is he gives them not only an you know incredibly talented receiver and apparently thrower, but also an answer against different pressure looks, which has kind of been an issue for Jimmy Garoppolo over the years. Mina, so we're talking about the best in the NFC. Let's go to the worst, what we saw last night, Sunday Night Football in Orchard Park. Are the Green Bay Packers done? Are, is their championship window with Aaron Rodgers closed? You know, it feels like it unless they can not only add, uh, you know, a veteran wide receiver, but add a veteran wide receiver who can immediately fit into this offense and get on the same page as Aaron Rodgers. Guys, I'm sure you felt the same way, but I was struck by – the moment in the third quarter, that drive where Green Bay just kept running the football over and over and over. And on one hand, you know, it was they're a very good rushing team. They were rushing efficiently. I would say Buffalo also was seeding the run with some of their looks in response to that. Mm-hmm. But they were down three scores. They were down three scores, yeah. and they were running the football. And, you know, I said this on live, it's like they're kind of bringing a knife to a gunfight. Like, they don't have the ability to get those chunk plays consistently the way the best teams in the NFL do, unless they can fix that, I just don't see them going anywhere. Mina Kimes, ESPN NFL analyst, joining Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Mina, you mentioned the Cowboys and Dak, but how would you handle the Cowboys running back situation? Well, I think Tony Pollard should get more touches than Zeke Elliott. You know, I've said that for a while. It's been pretty apparent, I think, that Pollard has more explosiveness. Um, and I, I think you saw something yesterday, which sometimes gets lost in his game, which he's really good at running between the tackles as well. You know, Zeke is a better pass protector. We know that, but I don't think that's enough of a reason to justify the current balance of carries just because Tony Pollard has that home run potential that makes this, this balanced Dallas Cowboys offense so terrifying. Mina, in looking at the 2021 quarterback draft class, so far this year it's been real underwhelming and it only looked worse in week eight with the exception of Justin Fields. Trevor Lawrence with a couple of bad picks. I don't want to even get into the Patriots-Jets game and how bad both of those quarterbacks looked. I mean, so where are you in terms of confidence level with the quarterback 
in the 21-21 class that can be a true franchise guy? Who's the guy that you would put money on that will develop into the player that can live up to all the promise? You know, I'm still a believer in Trevor Lawrence, although I do think that he's had a lot of underwhelming performances. It's more kind of relatively speaking. And I think with Justin Fields, um, you know, I, he's not playing in the best of circumstances. He's making occasionally some of the mistakes, going on football too long, taking a third sack, that kind of thing. But you're seeing flashes of the talent that make you think, okay, well, if they put the pieces around him, uh, you know, he could be that guy. And as exemplified by the Roquan Smith trade today, the Bears are clearly eyeing next year when it comes to building their team. So he would probably be in second for me. But we can't forget the fact that Trey Lance has barely played football and he's out there as well. Um, and, of course, it's kind of the mystery box. Mina, one move that you want to see before the deadline tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Ooh, one move. Um, I wouldn't – I don't know if it's even possible for Kansas City to trade for an edge rusher, but that's kind of, I think, to me, the missing element of that football team. I don't know if they could even afford a player like Bradley Chubb, who's probably going on going to be on the move. Um, and, and the Rams also, by the way, really need an edge rusher, but they have a ton of needs there. But I'll go uh, – it wouldn't be Bradley Chubb, but I'll say, you know, some edge rusher to Kansas City I think would be good to make that defense more watchable. Mina, your evaluation of the Roquan Smith trade, him moving from the Chicago Bears to the Baltimore Ravens? Yeah, you know what? I like this for both sides. Chicago clearly, as I said, is in a rebuild situation. I think the fact that they were able to get a second-round draft pick for a player, you know, they were going to move on from is a win – um, and they're accumulating a ton of picks. They got a ton of cap space next year. Clearly, they didn't value Roquan Smith. Maybe it has to do with his position the way he does. And then with Baltimore, uh, this is a sign that they really believe they can win a Super Bowl with their current roster. Um, and, you know, he, he will help them, I think, in a number of ways. He's such a complete backer. He helps them in run defense. He's a sound tackler. He's a good blitzer. And he instantly is their best linebacker in coverage, which frees up other backers like Patrick Queen to do other things that they're better at. So, I see this really improving the Ravens' defense, particularly against the run. And, yeah, with DeBarn Chase injury with Cincinnati, uh, they, I believe, are clearly the favorites to win the division right now. Mina, last one. It's Halloween. Where do you stand on candy corn? <laughs> uh, it's definitely not like a top-tier candy, but, like, I'm not going to turn it down if it's in front of me. Any port in the storm, Mina, as they keep say. it in a bucket. I appreciate that, <laughs> Mina. That's what's up. Mina, thanks. We appreciate it. Bye, guys. Mina Kimes, ESPN NFL analyst. She's not going to cave on the candy corn mob, okay? The people that, that, that don't think that candy corn is acceptable. It's Mina, disgusting. Mina, Mina's okay with it. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. Speaking of which, the Dallas Cowboys. No, I'm kidding. One move the Cowboys should make before tomorrow's deadline. But does today's trade make the Ravens a legitimate Super Bowl contender? It's next. ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. 
Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? I heard Greeny this morning make this point that if before the season you put a dollar on Geno Smith to win the MVP in the NFL, there there shouldn't have been any even any odds on it that Jeff Bezos should just give you all his money. Yeah. If you did that. Yeah. Geno is all the way up now after his performance yesterday to let's see, I believe it's fourteenth. No, tenth. Tenth. Tenth best odds to win the MVP in the NFL. You want to take a stab at what it is? No idea. Okay. He is tied uh, with a bunch of guys at plus 10,000, so 100 to 1. I'm still not putting any money on that. Geno Smith is not winning the MVP this year. He's not going to win MVP this year. Rich Gannon won MVP. Yeah. he Geno Smith is not going to win MVP this year. Why not? It's he, just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Why not? Well, Rich Gannon got his team to the Super Bowl. I don't think this is going to happen. It's going to work out that way for Geno. No, I understand. I understand. But I, I would say that Geno's numbers should be better than those, and he's tied with these guys. His numbers should be better than uh, Justin Jefferson, Dak Prescott, Kyler Murray, uh, Brady. He should be better than all those guys. He's also tied with Saquon, who I think is legitimate at that point. Yeah. But I listen. A hundred to one on Geno Smith right now. It's not the worst. No, it's not. That's Caesar Sportsbook. It's not the worst, but I think the win is that Geno is even being considered with this man, with how well this dude is playing. He's leading the league in completion percentage, but beyond that, Carlin, he's got these guys believing in him. And defensively, even though there are a lot of young guys on that unit, Carlin, I didn't realize this until I was watching the game and I did the the Giants post game yesterday. The Seattle Seahawks defense has had multiple turnovers in six straight games. Wow. In seven of their eight games this year. Think about that. That's pretty Multiple turnovers in six straight games in seven of the eight games that they've played this year. And the offense has done a great job of capitalizing on that. They are playing – I mean, this is the definition of complementary football, how they're playing. And and so that's the one thing that I appreciate about it. And you got a couple of young guys in Kenneth Walker and Tariq Woolen that have star potential in this league. So uh, shout-out to Pete Carroll because this is probably one of his most impressive coaching jobs. And this Seahawks team is not going away. No, they're not. They're not. I I do think that they will come back to reality at some point. Like, they're 5-3 and three right now. Yeah. I would expect the Seahawks to probably finish somewhere around 10-7. and seven. Do you think they're going to win their division? Uh... Eh, what the, I'll say yes for the heck of it because I, I can't say that the 49ers are going to be healthy until they actually are healthy. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app trade deadline is tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern time, so a little more than 22 hours 
from now. And we asked Mina Kimes just moments ago the one move that she would want to see made tomorrow. And she's talking about the Chiefs uh, getting an edge rusher. Certainly that makes sense. I don't know where you get it from because you're you're not going to get it from Denver. Hell no. No, they're not going to trade Bradley Chubb at the division. But um, I, I still am curious. Do you think that – a couple of things. Number one, if you're the Cowboys, Jerry said today that he doesn't think there's an area on his team that definitively needs help. In other words, he doesn't feel desperate, but he's always willing to give up future currency to get better right now. Do you believe that the – what do you think the Cowboys need right now if they are going to make a move? They need another corner. They absolutely have to have another corner. The Jordan Lewis injury yeah. is something that can't be understated. Like, we have to acknowledge how important he was playing that nickelback position. And you got to find somebody that fits that mold. Remember they tried Trayvon Diggs in the slot, um, playing nickel cover, no slot receivers? It didn't work out well. I mean, he got cooked by Cooper Cup. That ain't what you want. Trayvon Diggs is an outside-the-numbers kind of guy. So you've got to find a cornerback that can can pair up with the rest of the guys in the secondary that can slot that can be slated into that, that nickel corner position, cover those slot receivers, because, Carlin, that's what we're going to see once we get to the postseason. You're going to see some really explosive offenses, a lot of three-receiver sets. You've got to have three corners that can match up. So to me, cornerback is the position that the Dallas Cowboys have to address. And I love Kenny Moore, the second from the Indianapolis Colts. Like, to me, that's a guy, Pro Bowl corner. I think he's 26 years old, wants a new contract from the Colts. They didn't give it to him this offseason. Go get a guy like that and see what happens during the stretch run and see how he performs. I think that would be a great move. But I also think they need a receiver. I do think they need a legitimate number one receiver. Now, if we're talking about that costing a first-round pick, I'd be very careful as to who that is. But... When I look around, if I'm the Cowboys right now, uh, I'm not. I'm still not convinced that C.D. Lamb is a number one. So I need to give Dak Prescott as much help as I can in that spot. And I, I look at what Stephon Diggs has done for the Bills. Uh, I look at some of the other moves that have been made. A.J. Brown has done for the Eagles. If I can get a guy of that ilk who becomes available, then I really truly have to look at it. Yeah, I'm, and here's the thing, Carlin. If I, if I can pry DJ Moore away from Carolina, I'm trying to do it. Well, Carlin, I don't think you're wrong, and there are the stats to back it up. The Cowboys are 20th in explosive play differential at minus five. That ain't where you want to be. I get that their defense is all world, but at some point you're going to have to score points, and it's going to have to be against a defense not named the Chicago Bears because that's a team that's selling off. They traded Robert Quinn, and they just traded Roquan Smith today. That, that scoring 49 points against the Chicago Bears, that's not saying that, you, that your offense is on track. Okay? Here, here's what I really want to know. If I'm the Broncos, I'm still selling off. But I wonder if yesterday kept them from doing that. I think it's definitely possible. Because, Chris, I'm telling you, there were absolutely guys in that building that thought if they lost yesterday, Nathaniel Hackett was getting Well, fired. they're not going anywhere, but I think yesterday's win – keeps them from selling off and it keeps them from firing their head coach. I think they're going to stay the course and it's just going to continue to get uglier. I wouldn't do but, that. But I, I, but I don't think they're going to move any of their significant pieces. I don't well, see Well, uh, here's the thing. With Bradley Chubb, you just paid Randy Gregory in the offseason. And I think you could do really well for Bradley Chubb. Could you do really well for Jerry Judy? Mm. Uh, could you get a second-round pick plus? Yeah. 
I think he could. I don't think you're getting a one, which is reportedly what they've been asking for. You'll get a one for Bradley Chubb, though. Yes. You'll get a one for him. If you're the Jets, would you trade for Bradley Chubb? Here's the thing. If I'm the Jets, I don't know that I'm sold on my quarterback. I might need that one. Yeah. I don't know that I would want to give that up. If you're the Dolphins, Hell would you trade? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. If I'm mm-hmm. the Dolphins, I'm giving up that one for Bradley Chubb. And remember, I only have one of them now because the league took the other one away. But that's okay, though. I'm yep. good. Bradley Chubb is better than any pass rusher that I was going to get in the draft not named Willie Anderson next year. So, yeah, I'll do that deal. So, here's what they've got. Denver coming up. At Tennessee, who you blinked and they've won five in a row, mm-hmm. which I, I'll, I'll be honest. Until I looked this morning at the standings, it didn't even strike me that they'd won five in a row. But here they are. Uh, then they got Vegas at Carolina, but then at Baltimore, Kansas City at home, at Ari- uh, versus Arizona, the Rams at Kansas City. So you still got Kansas City twice. It's it's a middle of the road schedule. You got some bad teams and you got some really good teams. You're at three and five. You're not going to the playoffs. They're not going year. to the playoffs, Colin. They're and not, and are going. they going to? Here's my question: Are you paying Randy? Are you paying uh, Chubb and Randy Gregory? I don't know the answer to that. Uh, I mean, you, you, listen, if you got two really good pass rushers, I, I have no problem paying them because they're just that important, and those guys don't grow on trees. But that's a question for new ownership to to answer. And I will also say if you're paying your quarterback a quarter of a billion dollars, you're, you're going to have to take from some other areas of the team, and that might mean taking away from your pass rushers. So, I, I, listen. They're probably in a position where they've had to already make that decision just because of the financial commitment that Bradley Chubb is going to command. But to me, Carlin, that's one of those, I ride this season out and then I franchise him in the offseason and trade him away then. I don't necessarily have to make that move now. If I'm the Steelers, I might trade off a little bit. I could trade off a couple of pieces. And I may not do huge for but I'll give you a guy that I would consider trading. Oh, Claypool. Claypool's definitely one. Yeah, Claypool's okay. definitely one. Uh, one that I don't think you're going to necessarily agree with uh, because he's only in his third year is Alex Highsmith. No. I know you don't agree with no. it, but I got T.J. Watt coming back. No. And if I can get a no. one for Alex Highsmith. No, but Alex, see, Alex Highsmith to me could be your version of Lamar Woodley, like that complimentary rusher on the opposite side of your premier dude. I, I wouldn't do that. He's got six and a half sacks this year. I'm not trading. That's the thing. I'm not giving away pass rushes. I'm not. Dude. I'm not asking to give them away. But what has Pittsburgh always done in their history? What have they always done? They've always found linebackers. Exactly. Yeah. They have always found guys and guys who are pass rushers too. They have always found them in their system. That has not changed over a 20 year period, and they've always let guys walk. So that's why if I have a chance to get a one, and I'm keeping T.J. Watt, who's coming back soon, maybe Alex Highsmith stepping in here hasn't been the worst thing in the world, and I can sneak one away from somebody. That's my point. Yeah, I don't love it, but, I mean, it's hard to imagine Mike Tomlin being in a position where he's selling off on his team. They might have to face that reality this year. They're two and six, But it's just hard to imagine Mike Tomlin. Bag it. Canty and Carlin, weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. 
Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.